Welcome back, everyone, to Hello. the S Club podcast, where we talk about love, life, and sugaring. And it's the episode you have been waiting for. Yes. We have <laughs> the Capitan. Hello. Yay. Hi. Good round evening. of applause. Yes, we got him in. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, very much looking forward to it. that's fantastic I've been looking forward to this for like weeks ever since we first broached it I was like do you think he would be interested yeah I had to pull in some (laughs) favours and tell us more about that Um, (laughs) that's behind closed doors that one (gasps) even from me or like after this can I get the after after yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so for this episode I am going to take a back seat a bike seat. A bike seat. So that um, we get the captain's honest, honest interview, I guess, honest yeah. opinions. Uh huh. And yeah, Miss Red's just going to take it away and just let her rip. Let her rip. Just let her rip. That's so on brand for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for making the time and coming in. I know that after Ella's interview, you had like, a few things you might want to set the record straight about. <laughs> I did. I did think about that, starting off with a, a repost of all of them. But it was several episodes again now, and I imagine everyone's forgotten. So um, we can go through that at another point. And okay. I should just apologise to everyone that's listening. Because of the voice distortion they're going to do on me, it's going to sound like I'm waiting for everyone else to finish talking. Otherwise, yes. it'll get confusing. And I think my voice will probably get distorted at some time. So enjoy that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> My voice is already pretty deep, so we'll see what, what I can do about it. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but I thought we'd just kind of kick off and if you could set the scene for us. So prior to meeting Ella, before that, what was your dating life looking like? At that time, I was in a particularly unusual patch. Um, yes. I've, I'd had... Um, <laughs> I just uh, finished with my second marriage, which um, then the fundamental problem there was each other's families and, and stepchildren and, and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And that event, and geography, actually, I think I can say that Auckland traffic was probably about 30 to 40% responsible for it. And we just slowly parted, parted ways to a point where... Ships um, in the night kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 It um, sucks. So... Curse you, Auckland, but I love you. <laughs> well, I think it did me a favour in the long run, that's for sure. Well, um, Auckland's so, the real bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was in a, in a position then when I wasn't actually for the first time in my life in a rush to, um, to be getting it on with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, during periods of dissatisfaction in the previous year or two, I spent quite a bit of time on the site. Mm-hmm. I'd only ever actually met someone for a date um, she was charming. She was 21, and I'd say a rather youngish 21. And I decided that probably the best thing for everyone was to not take it further because of that. There <laughs> was just too big a gulf in life experience. Um, and I was actually really happy just playing lots of sport, having fun with a, a variety of friends through sports stuff, mm-hmm. looking after my son, and really deciding where life was going to take me. Mm-hmm. So. I'd been going on on the site, I suppose, a little bit out of curiosity, but not with any real determination to really get anything on. Yeah. Um, and then I saw um, Ella Jane's advert, which captivated me. There was something unusual about it. 
Yeah. So I wrote a lengthy application, which <laughs> she has always <laughs> taken the piss out of. She, I'm thinking. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'm thinking these girls need to instantly establish some credibility. Are you actually successful and, and wealthy? And yes. how have you got to where you've got to? And if, if you provide more detail, they're more likely to think that you're not just a bullshitter because yeah. we gather there's a lot of those on the site. Correct. So I write a long piece, of course, knowing my now fiancé, you get more than two sentences and she gets bored or forgets what she's read. Ah! I told you I was going to have some revenge here. So um, so the first time I sent it through, I, I didn't think she even bothered to read. And then the second time... To be fair, time, I've had a few essays and I'm like, skip, 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 skip. Right. Skip to the good bits. But sometimes I do read them. It really does depend, I think, what mood you're in. Mm. Like, do I actually want to read this like do i care that this person's mm. so invested or do i just want the day like i made us randy yeah yep fair enough to be fair yeah and, and i think now that was probably a part of it as well um, <laughs> just randy yeah so well the second time she read it and responded and they went quiet for a month and then i'd had a big party the night before and i kicked the last person out about three o'clock the following afternoon on the sunday you know, it's one of those days when you've got enough for hangover, it's not worth doing anything useful. Yes. And you're just <laughs> waiting until tomorrow. And um, I I went on to Kiwi Swingers, which I hadn't logged on to for some time. And actually, again, that had largely been out of curiosity. And I was looking through the people there, and I came to one of the profiles, and there was the same photograph that Ella Jane had used on Seeking. Ah. So, oh, okay. Quick, go back, check the other one. No, it's not. It's not the beer from last night talking. This is genuinely the same person. <laughs> so um, I looked at the name on that um, profile mm. and then wrote another one to Ella Jane on Seeking addressed to that name yeah. in a subject line to catch her attention. Uh-huh. And it's, it's weird because I, I don't really believe in gods or fate or anything like that at all. But I just, when I was about to press the send button, I just had this massive feeling that this was going to be a really important thing for me. Oh, yeah, I, I can get that sometimes too. It's this feeling of like, ooh, I can I can feel like the significance mm. of this move. If it had been a movie, there would have been a massive drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> and I press send, and then, blimey, I've got to reply back quickly. Ooh. I know. And uh, and then we went straight to talking on, on kick. Um, and then it, it pretty much took off, and at a different level, I think, with the conversations we'd had before. But I was very fortunate. She was um, She was bored. Staying down with her family over the Christmas period. Ah. Uh, Had it been a normal working a week. A of audience. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then uh, it would have gone very differently. So I was in a very unusual position that I wasn't looking for love. Far from it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, yes, it might be fine. And the only reason I was going to that site is because I thought there would be more likely to meet females there that wanted a more traditional masculine figure. Mm-hmm. That was the, the primary interest yeah. in that. Um, which turns out that was correct. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise that things then turned out the way they did, to be honest. But that's awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm glad it did. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned a couple of sites, both SA and Kiwi Swingers. So how did you find out about those sites? Is there some kind of, like, secret, wealthy, older gentleman, like, whisper network? Not at all. Not at all. In fact, you know that women talk about everything to do with sex with their friends and everything like that. And now the whole world. Uh, yes. Um, it's the absolute opposite for men. It Stop is, it. No, it is so closely related to your your ego and your um, sense of, of kudos or mana in front of your peers or your colleagues. And you're so concerned about, 
information spreading because it's just not a, a skill that we normally have or that we manage. Mm. You just never go there. So of all my business partner who I've worked with for 15 years and who's going to be my best man, um, we've had one brief conversation about Viagra. Um, and I've <laughs> twice mentioned the fact that we do some swinging. In one case, because I was referring to someone we met in business that I'd actually run into there. So I had to put that context. I've seen his dick. And, um, and two of the guys that I go um, and do water sports stuff with, um, it came up in conversation briefly somehow. Oh, that's right. Then the other one is when um, Ella Jane and I took a, a, a young lady to Sydney with us because I had a board meeting. And then we went out for dinner mm. and a load of my staff were there. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, the next day, my business partner said, hmm, hmm, mm. because his fiance, who, who was there, <laughs> her brother was trying to uh, trying to crack onto her. And, ah, um, trying the moves. And he was saying, well, why wasn't he getting anywhere? And at that point, I couldn't resist a little smile sort of popping up there. So no, men don't talk about that kind of thing at all. So I only heard about seeking from a newspaper article three or four years ago. Ah. And it will be that kind of thing. Pete, just interrupt. I love that you read newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, 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 there isn't. And you shouldn't assume that, um, that any information kind of flows around that sort of thing. Mm. You've got to remember also that um, there's probably, or my understanding is there's, there's, there's three types of people on that site, if you mm. like. So there's the ones that are in a relationship, and so they live in a permanent cycle of frustration and arousal, mm -hmm. and then obviously a brief point of relief, and then they go through a period of guilt, mm -hmm. and then they may or may not go through a period of, um, um, I suppose, neutrality before the frustration builds again. So it, from a communication perspective, they're probably emailing everybody on that site for about a week. Yep. Then they get some, then they go, utterly quiet for a week mm -hmm. uh, and don't want to talk to anybody associated with that period because it brings the feeling of guilt back and then they may or may not drift for a while before it, the pressure builds up and let's be honest speaking as a man that's a physical thing now that the, the, the amount to which you get that it certainly depends upon how alpha you are mm -hmm. um, and it depends upon the other pressures in your life mm -hmm. but it builds up inside you until it becomes something that really drives you around the bend. Mm -hmm. I think it's a it's a long term cycle where, uh, from what I I see of uh, of women, it's more a day to day thing. Oh, I really feel like getting late today, or I really don't feel like that today. I feel like our cycles of lust are, yeah, every day. They're like more frequent. Yep. Yeah, yeah. but then we just like deal to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then we're we're all good. <laughs> Just like, oh, I'll just do it myself then. <laughs> well, our moods change, I think. Yeah. Like, we'll be like, you know, with like hunger. We're like, we're hungry now. We need to eat now. Oh, my God, yeah. The hunger is real. You know? Oh, the working day doesn't help with that either. Because most people will be at their horniest when they're at work. So they're not concentrating because they're swapping messages talking about what they intend to do. I know. I've definitely masturbated at work before. I <laughs> <laughs> But it was a really boring day. <laughs> <laughs> I love getting paid to masturbate. <laughs> it's the next level of getting paid to take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, off topic. <laughs> nice. And so um, just to continue on that, what are the other two types of people on the site? I'd say there are a small proportion 
who are in my position. Um, so they're both genuine about how they present themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they perhaps are the kind of accomplished type that the majority of the ladies on there are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have an element of freedom to act. Yes. Now, some of those may be in an open relationship or it's understood or whatever. Yeah. Um, or some of them, you know, may be in a, may gen- genuinely be single. And then I think there's a third type from what I hear, which I hadn't really thought about, which are those who are, um, I suppose, they're, they're either very old or they're, they're very poor. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, they're, I suppose, they're, they're hoping to pick up some of the scraps. Yes. Um, and that's come through a couple of the stories that you mentioned before about your very first one, was it? Mm-hmm. And a couple of... A um, senile citizen member? Mm-hmm. Citizen member? Just mm-hmm. senior citizen? Defo had a gold card? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smelt like dust. I, I have a I have a, a story that might actually be relevant to that. Um, yes. I was Please tell me about the time you got invoked an old guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. Um, I was in the, the military and I was over in Europe and uh, one of the other officers and I had a, a competition going on to see the oldest person that we could take to bed. Perfect. Because a couple of our colleagues had one about a fattest one, and we were in America then. So they got one where this guy won because he couldn't get his arms around her. So um, it, anyway, he and I, um, he was leading for a while. And then in a place in Britain um, where where we were, um, I went to a yacht club and, um, and fingered a 66-year-old outside oh, on the balcony. Jesus Christ. Which I thought was going to mean I'd carry the title. However... We were in Belgium a couple of weeks later and he seduced a 75-year-old on an old people's coach trip, kissed her on the dance floor and took her outside. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, well done, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you out, hun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess on that note, um, it doesn't really seem like you've always had traditional style approach to romance and kind of being in a couple and things like that. So, traditionally, what have your relationships looked like on a scale of like vanilla, 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 vanilla to super alternative? Because your current one is reasonably alternative. Yeah, very much so. Um, but then, so is fingering a sixty-six-year-old when you're like in your thirties, twenties, twenty-four. Yeah, see, that's also super alternative. So it feels like that little nugget was there the whole time. Oh, apart from when I was at university, I spent the majority of my time in my late teens and, and early mid-twenties sleeping with women in their, in their late twenties or in their early thirties because they knew a lot much more about what to do and how to do it. Correct. Um, and uh, whereas you know, the, the ones my own age didn't. So I was a bit of an adventurer. I was in the, the military for a decade and I was pretty much all over the world and, and pretty footloose and... There's certainly a, an episode's worth of stories there if I was allowed to tell them. Um, but I then did actually make the mistake of, of of marrying someone who I'd only really known during that context. So okay. we hadn't ever spent enormous amounts of time together. So some of the incompatibilities and, and where you talk about it, yes, I've been really quite adventurous at that point, although the world was a less adventurous place then. Okay. Um, you know, when my, my, my then best friend and I seduced a, a woman together that we'd known for a while that was unusual to do threesome stuff it was very unusual okay um then went into a relationship which um many aspects of it worked well but there were a couple that, that didn't and um and that was definitely one if you're if you're 
idea of what's fun and what's not is is separated by a gulf like that it's going to drive one of you round the bend or both of you mm-hmm. and um and it did and i i took the wise or un- unwise move of deciding well is this just curiosity on my part um you know if i satisfy these urges will will they go away um in which case you could say that by doing that um i've saved the marriage um or am i going to find that actually this is what i should have done but at least i'll know mm-hmm. um, whereas the uncertainty kills you um you know and you spend hours thinking about it and of course this was all a point when the internet was making a lot of stuff like this an awful lot easier all of a sudden yeah. there's a whole lot of people think oh it's some fun i could have had but i haven't uh so um i did uh, get into that and certainly there was quite a bit of um alternative stuff then um and realized that yes that was what i should be doing um so that relationship ended and for about a year i was a a, a pretty free agent and um that was a very that was a very out there period from a swinging perspective um, so this is like retro old school swinging were there actual like keys in a bowl no 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 this was still on the internet stuff <laughs> sorry ah. sorry um if you want to about the old school stuff um yes. let me think about that and answer that in a subsequent episode because we're, we're dragging off some cobwebs from a couple of decades ago now so really gotta think reminiscing about it. Um, so it does so, sound like you were pretty alternative like from the get-go i was determined to have as much fun as possible yeah. the classic one there was um and this was through a, a kind of a, a blog I, I met three interesting younger-ish women and actually that was about the only time until ella jane when i really played with people that were younger one of them used to come over cook me dinner oh, yes. and then insist that i bang her brains out and then send her home again absolutely dripping with with sperm and, and she had the wettest vagina ever ever come across ah. it was actually really hard work to get enough of a sensation because it felt like my cock was in a bowl of water um and she was a charming girl anyway after about the fifth time when she turned up at my house she brought her fiance with her and oh. it turned out that th- basically she was doing this to punish him because he cheated on her oh. so the final punishment was he had to watch me shag her so Cuckold. he sat on the couch looking really annoyed with life <laughs> while I, I gave it to her and she did ask to really be given it to her um and then they got in the car and drove away again and i never saw them again after that or heard from them that's so interesting god people are weird i love it i know and there was um <laughs> there was another girl who um she was she was a lesbian um she was in a lesbian relationship she was a postgraduate at university charming girl um but there was obviously some kind of a daddy thing going on because oh. she wanted to come around and do some heavy duty bondage stuff except she was really really fast and really agile and really into martial arts so she would extricate herself from most things that i put her into ah and then she would want really hard painful anal sex for about half an hour then she would sleep in my arms overnight and say goodbye and then i'd hear from her three weeks later so she had her own guilt cycle i think yeah with the with, with the am i lesbian or not thing and i think obviously issues mm-hmm. with um how she'd been parented and perhaps the most outrageous actually was someone that i i met once who who drove over and then we spent some time together and she said i'm really lacking some kink in my life let's how kinky can we get and so we talked about a bit of stuff and i ended up um 
using the handle of a fishing rod up her butt for about half an hour. <gasps> Kinky. Which she loved. And then said goodbye. She said, thank you, that was great. Well, don't tend to do these things twice because then it's never quite the same as the first time. Correct. Fair enough. Okay. Is that <laughs> so alternative enough? Safe to say you fucking live, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, side question. Marriage is quite traditional. So, how what has it been like kind of <laughs> marrying? The, the traditional kind of couple goal with kink like what in your previous relationships has there been like a kink aspect to them in my um in my last um uh, relationship there was um but how you approach that and people's enthusiasm for it is a very good um thermometer or barometer for the state of your relationship yeah so at the start we did quite a bit um, there were probably always, to a degree, unbalanced volumes of interest. But then when you've got you know, a number of children plus everything else to take into account, it tends yeah. to be harder to fit in. And, 100%. And, and there is a, there's a range of people um, I, I see in the swinging community um, where there are those who say, look, I'm here to have fun. I'm not going to be marrying this person I'm just about to bonk. So I'm not going to be as picky. Yeah. And then there are other people who almost go the other way. Like, well, if I'm going to have this fun, then you've got to be super good for this. You've got to complete the fantasy for me. And unfortunately, she was very much at that end, which often meant that she'd end up being disappointed. Um, You know, we'd go to to CCK or something, and she'd be, no, there's no one here that really fits the bill. I'm like, what, we're going to go here and then turn around? Go away again. Yeah. Now there is an irony here. Of course, I see the smile on Ella Jane's face. That there's been there's been a couple of times when we've gone there, and I said, "Why? Well, I don't really don't think there's anyone that's as, as nice as you here or in the same ballpark, mm. babe." So I'm possibly being a hypocrite there. Like, that's <laughs> something I'm still working through. You're allowed to be a hypocrite on this show. It's totally fine. Okay, um, and without digressing myself, it is harder for a man to perform in CCK than it or a normal sex club than it actually is if you're having swinging fun in your own bedroom with those people. Yes. Um, the heat, they try really hard, but you've got a lot of bodies in a small space. Mm-hmm. Um, you're often in physically less practical situations. Um, and all that. So it, it can be harder to do a good job, and therefore you tend to be a bit pickier about where you're going to put that, put that effort. And that's a long way from your original question. What was it, sorry? Um, the original question was... Marriage is quite a traditional constitution. Thank you. Um, so um, it depends on, fundamentally, some people get uptight about sex and see it as only related to um, loving someone, and mm-hmm. some people don't. Mm-hmm. And there's probably quite a few um, who, who do feel that way, who had they been brought up differently or had they um, had their, you know, been brought up in a different generation, they perhaps would have had different opinions. Uh-huh. Um and you can't change that in people, I think, mm-hmm. it, other than that. Yeah. So if you both recognise that it's a way of having fun, um, and in many cases it's a way of strengthening what you do, because the, the positive reinforcement that comes from Ella, Jane, or I, seeing the other one be made happy by us having pleasure, mm-hmm. so me looking into her eyes while we've got multiple guys, or her looking into my eyes whilst we're, there's another, another girl with us, that actually can add a strength to a relationship. I think that normal people can't. Yeah, um, it, it's bigger and it's different. 
I've definitely seen that with the kind of stuff that I've done that involves a couple. Hmm. And so they're either, and there's one that was really interesting, and it was a guy and his, I think, wife, if not wife, like significant partner. Hmm. And she was a bisexual but was more interested in women historically. But that's the thing with being bisexual is that it can take you completely by surprise the depth of a connection with someone who you didn't expect. Mm. It's quite interesting. Mm. Um, And so they were looking to get another woman involved as like a playtime kind of thing because he knew that his wife was really attracted to women, as was he. Mm. But like, you know, having a glass of wine with them and it was like the strength of their bond was really beautiful. And I didn't at all get the impression that they were unhappy and they were seeking another partner to like fulfill something within them. Mm. It's definitely like the strength of their connection was something so beautiful that I think it's, it's so interesting to add another person into that mix Mm. who can then see that strength of it. Like people don't necessarily step outside of tradition because they're unhappy. Mm. They're just, it, it just completes them in a different way. It's quite interesting to kind of be like, I still believe in traditional marriage, but I also don't believe in like this part of traditional mm. marriage. It's, mm. it's it's quite interesting. Well, I'm mm. glad that you guys still believe in marriage because I'm totally excited for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you first met Ella then on the site and you were like blown away by her raw sexuality, um, were you looking for something serious? Like you said it kind of felt a bit significant when you came across her profile and sent the message, but... Did you get a sense of foreverness from it, or were you still looking for something that could be significant but still really casual and playful? The the one picture and about three sentences that Ella Jane had written. Um, <laughs> Rain they, it in, good God! <laughs> they were enough to tell me that there was something really quite different or special about her that just hit my button straight away mm-hmm. which was a surprise um, <laughs> because no I just I just wanted something frivolous yeah. to be honest mm-hmm. I was I my life was very full I had a, a number of significant challenges um, at work I was putting a lot of time into being a parent um, mm-hmm. because of the, the, the upheavals of a few months prior and um, I was doing an awful lot of sport when I wasn't doing that and enjoying it so mm-hmm. I was really quite happy the way I was looking for the cherry on top yeah yeah Okay, so you were looking for fun. Yeah. And look what you got, mate. Exactly. <laughs> a lifetime of fun. <laughs> um, so what was it like being that kind of sugar daddy for a girl who was engaged to be married when you met her? Because I know what it's like being a sugar baby for someone who's married. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to um, sort of step into that one um, pretty quickly and, and hope that Ella Jane's ex never hears this because... He won't. <laughs> um, she was already falling for me before we even met Um, (laughs) we talked on kick for about a week or so and then we got into the habit of spending we'd have two or three phone calls for half an hour to an hour a day wow yeah we still hadn't met at this point and he'd come down and and she and her whole uh, her family and him were on holiday somewhere Mm -hmm. and we were still spending this amount of time on there so I just remember thinking, wow, this is strange because we are interrelating and sharing our day and talking about stuff in a way that you normally do in a serious relationship we haven't even met yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so then by the time that we we met, it's weird. I mean, the sex was fantastic. 
Um, but there was just this feeling of being utterly comfortable with that person. Yeah. And understanding them in a way that I don't actually think I've ever really understood anyone else before. And of them doing the same. Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting having that going on, but also um, Ella Jane is particularly motivated by the things that come with the sugar daddy, sugar baby type of thing. Mm-hmm. She feels very valued by a lot of those things. Yes. So where I perhaps sort of thought we might want to be subtle about some of those things or whatever, um, on the contrary, she was, no, I want to I want to make the most of it, I want to maximise it and everything like that, whether it be, you know, people's reactions when we were in restaurants and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. She would, she would play up to it. Yes. So I had to learn to understand that <laughs> mentality um, as well. Okay. Because, I mean, Ella, I mean, you're still kind of checked in a little bit. Yes, I'm here, thank you. um, Does that kind of sound right-ish? Like the the connection was pretty instant and like the choices were being made to spend more time with Captain than the current fiancé at the time. Yeah, there was definitely a connection, but like I feel like I get along with people pretty easy. Like a lot of guys think that I'm (laughs) going to say... (laughs) <laughs> so like you know fun and exciting to be around and they're like oh my god we just get on so well yeah. you know they say that and you're like well I actually get on with well with you and you and you and you and yeah. you but they think they're, that they're like the only yes. one and you're like oh so sorry to correct you but this is actually all me yeah. like yeah. I'm making this really easy and fantastic like this That's doesn't it. involve you at all this is all me well you don't tell them that no, obviously. of course you don't you don't want to ruin their life <laughs> you're like well you know maybe you should up the price a little bit because you get on more <laughs> they never do they're also so cheap but yeah so so then what kind of discussions did you and Ella have as you carved out your relationship because you started in a sugary way it got reasonably serious pretty quickly like from an outsider looking in it got real serious real quick um so then how do you keep that kind of open communication transparency in the relationship those kinds of feelings and of honesty as you move forward into like monogamy and like we're a relationship and we're a couple now like how how do you do that at its simplest level i carry an envelope with loads of cash in around it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Here you go, babe. <laughs> so, honestly, sometimes you should just throw money at the problem. I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Top tip, everyone, just carry money in an envelope. <laughs> Keep them bitches happy. I, and there is a, a bigger psychological impact to something like that than just transferring money from one account to another. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that that just doesn't have the same impact. Um, money so. is nice, but it's it's the value behind it. It's the like being seen... And then just being treated to something that you normally wouldn't treat yourself to. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to um, get even more potentially controversial now and say that traditional old-fashioned marriage isn't a million miles away from a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship. It's just more developed. Because mm. you've got one person who um, is there to protect and to provide and to manage, and then you've got one person who's there to to. to to please and to support and to understand mm-hmm. um, and one gives sustenance of one kind and one, the other one reciprocates with sustenance of another kind yeah I can kind of see what you're saying because it's like we've still got all the fun things that women like in this day and age like you know your own job freedom to make your choices like you don't get the beat mm. down if you don't wear the right shade of lipstick or something 
But it is nice to be provided for on top of what you provide for yourself. It is actually a really nice feeling for someone to be like, I worked really hard on this. I'm successful and really busy, yet I choose you. And I see you and I want to provide for you. Like, it's just so nice to be chosen. That kind of traditional aspect is gorge. I love it. Unfortunately, your mother's generation um, and the generation before, the, the way that the world changed, now I don't think not modern dating values the female because whenever they're thinking who's going to pay for it and mm-hmm. men don't make an effort and everything mm-hmm. like that, they don't feel valued by that. No. Um, and whilst technically you could say that notes are a particularly um, de- tangible form of that, in actual fact, it's all the little things. But you know, I talked to my son and his friends. He said, well, hold on. You know, why should I go doing this and that and that when we're meant to be equal? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. And at its most simple level, um, you know, if you've got a whole bunch of people and they're all paid the same, then one of, then one of them can't afford to, to take the other one out to dinner all the time mm-hmm. because otherwise they'll have no money. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so um, I don't think that society has turned into a way that actually it does make people happy now because girls want to feel valued in a way. That's a very deep-seated need because mm-hmm. if they feel valued, then that's going to translate into protection and provision of the family that their whole body is designed to have. And men yeah. need to do that. And they need to feel that that is, is recognised for its value itself. Well, the thing is as well, because I did do a little bit of like traditional dating app stuff as well before I just went back to SA and I was like, I can't handle the boys these days. I think there's this conversation just to get real femme up in this bitch um, about like equal pay and things like that. And even if we are paid the equal, equal if we're doing the same job, I think that's where like sometimes a lot of men check out of the convo and they forget that actually there's this huge standard for women to live a life by a certain look and that is less affordable than the look for men. So if you want me to turn up a day, to a date in nice clothes, looking cute, makeup, the mm. shoes, the bag, all that kind of stuff, like that costs money. So either help me out and buy it for me and treat me that way mm-hmm. or, you know, help some cash to get there. It's like just because we paid the same doesn't mean my life costs what yours does. So there's that part of it too. And it's like when you go sugaring and, and they want you to like look cute or they want to take you to like an event and they're like, well, I want to buy you an outfit because they understand mm. Mm. They've actually been through the life stage I've been in and they're like, why should you have to pay to look a certain way when I want you to look that certain way? Mm-hmm. And they actually want to treat you. And I, that's the part that I really, really love that I think is missing from traditional relationships is like valuing the effort that the other person is putting into their life to be cute for you. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Also, like another conversation, pink tax, but we'll get there. we won't that's not a cute subject for this podcast so i've got one kind of final question on this and it's very open-ended and it's more like tips and tricks so what is what what kind of information that's like a window into the sugar daddy lens of life you know when what do you guys what are you really looking for from a sugar baby what really makes you happy when you see something um, the one that I'm always really interested in is like significant 
Christmas, birthdays, those kinds of things. I like the men that I am with to feel valued and seen when it's their birthday or Christmas. And like, I'm not in like a couple relationship with them, but I still think it's really nice to be like, oh, like Merry Christmas and like get them a little something. Like they never expect anything huge or big. But is that quite nice to be the receiver of things for once as a sugar daddy? Yeah. Um, small demonstrations just tell people that you're thinking about them, yeah. that you're focused on them. Yeah. Um, the the sort of person that's going to um, appeal a lot as a sugar daddy will typically have significant responsibilities, many mm-hmm. of which are probably um, beyond the ability of the, the sugar baby probably to imagine what they involve. It may well be to do with um, children, teenage, grown-up children or whatever, um, and the hassles that may come with former families there Mm -hmm. Um, it may well be to do with work stuff i mean i have two three hundred staff or something like that um and there's always something like that playing yeah you know um on the back of your mind so just the fact that someone has has had the mental space to do something which doesn't have to be big um just to point out that they're thinking of you yeah in a small way they've got your back Mm -hmm. um they can't solve all those problems but they can make you better able to at least deal with them Mm. Um, I think that's really important. Certainly um, of the ones that we've spoken to or or met um, in the journey that we've been on, uh, I've managed to sift out most of the self-obsessed ones. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't tend to last, I think, from what happens. Um, And, um, you know, the the ones that do well recognise that, you know, anything like that ultimately is a relationship, even if it's not a conventional one or um, or a tangible one. Uh, and relationships need effort from both people. Well, I mean, sugar daddies are people too, right? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> now that needs to be a shirt. <laughs> people too. Um, and so what's it like having a sugar baby kind of talk about the actual sugar and like trying to settle on something that makes both parties happy? What's that like from the person who's going to be the provider? Um, Weird. <laughs> oh, you've got to, there's a, there's a whole range of things going to that decision. Um, in some cases, it's a practicality issue. Um, you know, I could dig my heels in here, but there's only a certain amount of time and it's this or nothing. So, yeah. um, But of course, if you're in business and a lot of us are, then at the same time, you don't like overpaying for something. Correct. Because that's typically, you know... If Return you, on investment. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that the single biggest thing for me would be how much pressure I felt from them mm. as to whether or not you needed to um to go through with that if they extend okay. trust and understanding that mm-hmm. you will reward them appropriately yeah then that encourages me to really invest in people mm-hmm. if they are very transactional and cynical mm-hmm. i can absolutely understand why they've got to that point but it takes the magic away from me it does right it really is more transactional and like a purchase yeah which i personally don't like no. But at the same time, like, I don't know what it is about me, but I just seem to attract all the newbies. <laughs> and, like, I fucking hate it. It's like, I don't know. That This is, the, like, the cynical side of me where I'm like, oh, I'm more than happy to show you the reins and, like, give you some tips and shit. But just to be clear, you want this for free? Mm. Because I've found all of this out through, like, mistakes. Yeah. Um, being, you know, in shameful situations, being swindled, <laughs> low self-esteem, all dolled up, nowhere to go kind of stuff. And it's like, I'm happy to help you because like, yeah, you're a human being and you're on your path to like trying this amazing way of dating. Mm. But like, you have to be fucking kidding me. 
I'm not going to do this shit for free, sunshine. You're on the wrong site. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, there's, a, there's a warmth to your manner that probably... Um, <laughs> not means, this cold-hearted. <laughs> means they will naturally gravitate towards, um, towards that opportunity. And I, I, I think some things you just have to cope with them or, or recognise they're just an element of frustration. Yeah. I mean, we, we, get, um, we get messed around a bit, quite a bit with girls who want to try girls once mm. so they'll, they'll come along they'll focus quite heavily on Ella Jane and then you know you can almost see they're gonna they're gonna go right, that's that box tick try that now there yeah, we go off my to-do list and you just have to see that as part of life's hassle like the traffic and the weather and say hey if we do that we recognize that you know it's um it, there's going to be this hassle I mean you know, swinging is um it is an is a time intensive use of stuff it's affected the amount of sport I play um you know oh, it you probably affects thing. the rest of our social life no, I'm just, I'm just saying that an hour's fun, as you pointed out earlier, takes a lot of admin before that. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. It does. And that is uh, probably just one of the downsides of getting together with, like, young things, right? They just don't appreciate the life admin mm. to do with having a good time in the bedroom. Yes, definitely. Fucking, that's all I can say. <laughs> um, and then question for the both of you, how's the wedding planning going? It's so close. Are we stressed? Are we super in love? Um, I'm actually going to bounce back to one of your earlier questions. About oh. How do we how do we handle the, the transition into the type of relationship that we had? So yes. when we first got together properly, we we went through a, a period of monogamy deliberately mm-hmm. just to establish um, where we're at, and we've kind of drifted into the same thing at the moment. Yeah, um, just because we are every hour as the wedding approaches seem to be getting closer and closer. Um, it's very strange, um, and um, I'm, I'm happy to say it's not a not a feeling I've had in the past. Um, so, um, <laughs> so we're, we're in a crazy situation at the moment where we're um, yeah we've got lots of people that want to spend some time with us, but we're actually kind of saying, mm, but not until yeah you know, we, this is done. Um, you're, well, you're drawing close, right? Like it's a big moment for you guys to celebrate your love that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. Um, so we've got uh, just over a fortnight to come. I, I don't imagine this means there's going to be a bit of a gap in recording as well. Yeah, we're going to have to stockpile some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty much it's pretty much all there. Um, yeah. And yeah, we, with a few exceptions where Ella Jane has got um, either particular preferences or or particular professional um interests mm. then um largely yeah that 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 sugar uh, daddy sugar baby thing translates into a lot of the, the wedding planning type stuff yeah uh, and when she does want to ask about some things i'm trying to point out all you've got to do darling is just turn up and be happy because it's your day yeah and i want you to just feel confident about what you're doing and happy mm-hmm. and leave all the rest of it to me because mm. i think that's what a good man should do yeah take all that mm. pressure away yeah, absolutely I concur. Yeah. Anyone out there wants to get married to me, slide into the DMs. <laughs> I'm totes not keen, but um, hit me up anyway. <laughs> You're ready for a party? <laughs> yeah. A party uh, on them. On one hand, I'd be like such great wife material. And on the other hand, I just don't want it. <laughs> I think there is, the, there is the risk that the more excitement that you've had before marriage, Yals. particularly motherhood, parenthood um then the more of a sacrifice it's gonna seem Mm, it seems like less like getting married would somehow like curtail my fun which is Mm. why i'm so interested in hearing about like alternative relationships and people who are married because Mm. it's like oh actually the fun doesn't have to die 
it doesn't all of a sudden stop. Like, you know, you were a fun, engaged couple and now you're like dead inside and never leave the house. Like, it's, mm. it doesn't have to be that way. So I'm always really interested to dive into someone else's relationship. <laughs> so thank you so much for being so open and so sharing. You're more than welcome to come back on anytime and regale us with your military stories. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, because I was just going to chime in then. Um, <laughs> I know you're trying to close this shit up. Yeah, I am. I'm trying to wrap it up real clean. <laughs> and what you listeners don't know is that Ella Jane is playing with the feeds on who gets to be louder and who's not. Yeah, you can shut up. <laughs> you can watch her twiddling that when she wants to get a chance to chime in. Sorry, it's a sound knob, thankfully. It's not any of your sound. Um, but people have been coming up to me and being like, oh my God, you're getting married. Like, you know, you must be so excited and nervous. And I'm like, I think for them they have to sacrifice, they feel like they're sacrificing things. Like they, mm. this is the last person they're ever going to sleep with. This is the last person. Yeah. Like this is it. This mm-hmm. is the moment. Where for me, I'm like, nothing's going to change. Like we, what we're currently doing now in our relationship is going to continue. Yeah. And you've spoken about it, I'm sure. And you're like, well, we, this is who we are. Yeah. As individuals, as a couple, this is, makes us happy. We'd like this to continue. Yeah. And so I'm just super, I'm very chill about the, the entire process. But people are like, oh my God, you must be freaking <laughs> out. I'm like, I'm marrying I'm the love of my life and I'm super happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm actually real chill. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's um, good to hear. Well, now you can wrap it up, bitch. <laughs> I thought it'd be quite fun maybe to do like some rapid fire <gasps> questions. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm going to let Miss Red <clears throat> say these. <clears throat> and let's go. How often do you want to orgasm? Every other day. How rich are you? Zero to ten. Quick. Eight to nine. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, that's Boy. <laughs> um, fave secret. Oh, favourite sexual position? I'm on top. I'm in charge. Yeah, queen. <laughs> um, for money for a sugar baby, cash or bank deposit? Uh, cash is hard work. Okay, cash is hard work. I just want to put this in there, like, because you know I have to like go to an, an ATM and I like, put it in my bank account. Like, let's just yeah. Mm. Um, your favourite feature of Ella? I could say her breasts, but to be honest, I'd have to say it's her smile. Aww. And when, like, those lips wrap around your old dick. Um, <laughs> what is a sexual act that turns you off? Hmm. I don't really get water sports. I had a, a German yeah. girl who wanted to do that. She kind of thought that's what everybody did after <laughs> sex, being German. And I said, look, I'm sorry, but I really don't get that. And, and that would probably be it. Water sports is pissing, right? Yeah. Yeah, got it. Best thing about a sugar relationship? I think I can be a man... Mm-hmm. because I'm expected to be and there are expected to be differences and she can be a woman and it's recognised that there are differences and that one strength complements the other weakness rather than trying to tiptoe constantly around and moving into each other's identity space Noise And your favourite feature of yourself? Gosh um, Trying to have an adventure while still trying to treat everyone okay That's not a feature you little... <laughs> Perfect. His best feature is just not answering the feature question. (laughs) (laughs) It's a body feature, you nutter. Oh, probably my shoulders then, I suppose. My shoulders. You said a body feature. Broad broad shoulders. Broad shoulders are sexy. Oh, that's funny. Um, And then, what are you wearing for the wedding? 
shorts and a shirt which Ella Jane has picked. <laughs> and that's it, actually. Oh. Oh, I. <laughs> yep, actually, it will no be. No underwear? No, not on shorts. You get too hot. Oh, Is that a thing? It is for me. Oh, Jesus. May we just point out to the listeners, he's not just wearing casual shorts and a casual shirt. Uh, I, I can see like a Hawaii print shirt <laughs> and like some like khaki shorts with a thousand pockets and like jandals. That's what I'm saying. No, no. I... Because I, <laughs> I know what her dress looks like. I'm like yeah. These pictures are going to be great. <laughs> no. I, I would say if you want to be... I, I would imagine any sugar daddy who doesn't recognise how to dress properly mm. and... and do that mm-hmm. is never gonna never really gonna inspire in the way that they should do so i'll be wearing a clean crisp white shirt with um very smart shorts to go with it because the, the situation nothing else would work you're on a beach huh? yeah can yeah. i just point out he tried to think of the color of the shorts and he blanked <laughs> okay. what color is your Shorts, honey. They're almost the same as the tops that you're wearing. Ooh. Except being a man, I only talk about colours in eight different ways, like black, brown, white. So that would be yellow? Because yeah. I'm going to go with mustard. Yeah. Or you like see? okra. You see, stop talking about tones. It doesn't work for a dude. Okay? I, I, you say things like, I, I get lost. I don't know what colour that is. It's okra. Okay. You're welcome. And, my, but, and might I just point out, they are not this colour. Oh, okay. What colour are they, boo? They're like a tan. Oh, okay. Well, he would look at that and see tan. Tan, sand. Like, like a camelie kind of colour. Yeah. 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 Dudes just don't see that. Brown. Brown, oh, brown, brown. brown. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all the questions we had for the quick fire round. Yeah. Um, do you have any questions for us while you have a captive audience or any last little tidbits you want to sprinkle on the world? No. Sorry. Don't be sorry. It's fine. I mean, you um, listen to the podcast. You know everything in- about us. How many interviews do you do with other, like, and with employees? And they always say you need to ask them if there's anything they'd like to say. Yeah. Yes. I think I'm fortunate enough in the situation that I've managed to pretty much say what I was hoping would would come out. Mm-hmm. Um, You're welcome. I, I think the only thing we didn't dwell on is this generational difference yes um because if i look at men in their 20s now they are not men in the way that we were no and half of what (laughs) that's a very quick answer like no (laughs) half of what um you're attracted to i think is that which Mm -hmm. means that the girls that are doing what you're doing in 20 years time are going to find it less fulfilling Mm. and we've got to sort that out because unfortunately we've taken over men's identity space completely and as a result, they're not becoming the men that you not want to need them to be. The thing is, is that I think everyone gives the excuse of like, oh, women have done this to the men. Like, I don't know if that's true. Like, we've done our own thing. Um, I think it's been actually the education system and a few other things, actually. Yeah. Because I'm very strong in my femininity and like wanting to be quite a strong person in the mm. world. And I still love to be looked after. Like, there's a way to do it. It's not one or the other it's like no you absolutely can buy me dinner but be prepared for me to like treat you to things as well Mm. like it doesn't mean that you have to pay for everything it means that every now and then like i might just buy really nice ingredients and cook you dinner Mm. or like you know it doesn't have to be exactly one or the other but i do agree with this whole like manly man thing that i'm attracted to but i have noticed there's um a couple of like billboards up and around at the moment with this like older gentleman on it and I'm like oh he could totally get it 
Mm. <laughs> well, I would sit on his face in a heartbeat. He's fit. So I think it's also like the packaging I quite like. <laughs> I think um, back in the day there was war and, you know, you're doing really masculine jobs, you know. Mm. We're not fighting as much. We're not having to do really masculine protective roles anymore. Now, you know, we've got geeks behind computers saving the world. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah. and are we attracted to that? As like a job, I don't, it doesn't bother me, but as it's more like their approach to life and how they see themselves. I think that's one of the major things that's changed mm. is like guys these days who are in our age brackets are like, let's just go 20 to 30, right? Mm. Um, I think have a very odd view of themselves and how they fit into the world. Yeah. I don't really think they've been asked to solve big problems or like things like that. And so they think that their mere existence is enough. And I find that very unattractive because why is my mere existence then not enough? Like my standard, the standards for me are so high, but you're such a limp noodle. Like, of course you're not attractive. Like you, yeah. you, you bring nothing to this. Like I, yeah, yeah. I don't need you, so you should be lifting your game. But I just feel like, as a whole, their game is not lifted. There are definitely individual cases where, mm. like, they've been either raised really well or come up against some really interesting, like, life situations, and they've lifted their game. And I look at them and go, "You're so attractive because you've looked at your place in the world and been like, how can I contribute?" Mm. And I find that very attractive. And they've got this confidence where they can discuss things like money, power. They have this confidence where you could bring someone else into the bedroom and it's not going to be a thing. Whereas I think the large majority of guys in their 20s to 30s now who don't have that, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, you, there's nothing about you that I find attractive. Mm. You need to... You need to challenge people to allow them to develop and grow. Yeah, 100%. We're not challenging them, and therefore they're not learning how to do that. So we've mm-hmm. failed to shape them. Um, and the more metrosexuals, the more urban-based we get, um, the worse that's going to get. I can come home wearing a suit and 50 minutes later get a chainsaw out of the garage and use that. I don't think that many of that lot know how to wear a suit properly or know how no. to use a chainsaw. They don't. And then the thing is is that I'm quite handy. This is my other thing is that I was largely, like my mother was largely like the breadwinner in the family. And my parents had a fantastic relationship where they were a team Mm. and they had roles and they were discussed and like reassessed all the time, depending on who was going to be the breadwinner at that time in their life. And so they had kids and then it just turned out that my father had like a major injury and couldn't perform that role on the timeline they had expected. Mm. So discussed it and my mother picked up that mantle But by the time my father could pick up that role, she'd had so much movement in her career that it was actually Mm. better for her to stay on that track. And so I was largely raised like day to day by my father. Um, And it's very interesting being a female raised by a male because the only way a male knows how to raise you is the way that they were raised, which was as a male. So I was raised (laughs) with believing that merely existing in a space, I was good enough. (laughs) <laughs> and like there's a toolbox in that cupboard and like I can fix everything I kill spiders like I'm more than happy to like negotiate my pace out like my mm. remuneration at work I'm more than happy to have an opinion and be like oh just real quick don't speak over me I hadn't finished 
Like I'm more than happy to take up space in the world. So I think I'd need such a strong partner mm. to really compliment me and for me to compliment them without them feeling weak and not good enough, which I've had in the past, that I'm like, it's going to take someone quite special, which for me, I just don't, I don't really look around and be like, oh yeah, cool guys in their 30s, that's going to work. I'm like, no, guys in their 40s or like late 30s because they've lived. They know how to make someone else shine without feeling like they're not shining or like they're somehow yeah. missing out. Mm-hmm. So, my monologue is now over. <laughs> Absolutely bang on. That was beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> all right, Ella, well, do you want to wrap us up? Yeah, we are all out of time, guys. And that was the Capitan. Woo! Yeah, it's so nice to hear from a, a male's perspective and also from a sugar daddy himself. Yes. Um, we must get more on. Where are you? You are listening. <laughs> Phone in. Yes, you can remain anonymous. Yes. But thank you so much. Thanks, Captain. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks, mate. And um, thanks, Miss Red, for all those beautiful questions. Yep, thank you, me. That was great. We'll catch up soon. Maybe it'll be probably next week. <laughs> yeah, you and I are going to have to stockpile a few hours because you're yes. going to get married. Got to get married, honeymoon. And yeah, we'll catch up then, guys. Thanks. So, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. If you are enjoying our podcast and want to support us, you can find us on Patreon at the S Club Podcast. Yeah. We have a huge amount of different levels with some pretty amazing benefits. Benefits. (laughs) Not friends with benefits, just benefits. Okay. Um, From personal notes, um, you can submit us a question. Yeah. And we can even give you a personal shout out on air in our sexy fucking voices. Oh, yeah. And the top tier benefit is a personal Skype chat with the two of us. So oh. check it out and support. We will be naked. We, well, we might be naked, <laughs> but you won't be able to see our faces. So. Mm. Mm. Well, we'll mm. think about that. <laughs> Maybe an extra level. Anyway, um, <laughs> so support us and support the podcast so we can keep sharing the juicy stories. Oh, the juicy gossip. The goss. Oh, the goss If is you real. want the goss on a more regular basis. Yes. And you can come to our Facebook page and Instagram at s.club.podcast. And if you want to listen to this, which you probably already are, we are on Spotify and all the music stations. Yes, so share it with your friends. If you also want to, you know, secretly let them know that you two are going to try sugaring. And they can find us on all of the major podcast platforms. So spread the word, leave a positive review. If you're going to leave a negative review, you can fuck right off. Or at least pay us. Spoken like a true sugar pepe. Yeah, make it rain. (laughs) Anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks.